This is Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross from Outlook Financial Center. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Rob and Lori provide their clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Rob Burnett and Lori Gross on Financial Wellness Radio. Welcome to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Rob Burnett from the Outlook Financial Center. And I want to thank everyone for listening to us live today or on our podcast or streaming on Troy Community Radio, WTJN 107.1 FM. And joining me in this studio today is our lead financial advisor and planner in our Troy office, Lori Gross. Good morning, Lori. Good morning, Rob. It's good to be here. Oh, yeah. It's a beautiful day outside. Just awesome stuff. But you know what, Lori? No show would be complete without our fearless radio guide, the guy that just takes the mystery out of wireless and the whole thing there. Our good friend, Mr. Tony Shore. Good morning, Tony. I've never understood that. Is there is there mystery in wireless? Uh uh, I get it. Uh, well, glad you do, because we're using that technology and we, it just works. Well, yeah, I mean, the radio signals. Uh, we're using radio waves right now, coming to you live from beautiful downtown Troy, Ohio. Uh, but uh, no, I'm doing great. I've had a great week. It's a beautiful day, and I'm excited because I, I spent some time with my family, took a little vacation, saw the Badlands and the Black Hills of South Dakota, and the, of course, uh, the very patriotic and moving Mount Rushmore, and we went to the evening lighting ceremony. It was just fantastic. Yeah, that, that, that is fun. very cool. Yeah, it is. And, and I'm sure you uh, sampled the local cuisine, especially the buffalo. I actually had a bison burger. Yes, I did. Uh, it doesn't come any better than that. I've, I enjoy that when I'm out there. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely. really, really good, really fresh. So how are you guys doing? Lori, how are you? Doing good. Um well, <laughs> been a lot going on around here, and uh, uh, we're, like I told you earlier before we started recording, I'm actually going canoeing tomorrow, so, um, but other than that, I've been, I don't know if I've talked to you about it or not, Tony, but I'm doing a Spartan race this coming weekend, <laughs> and so I've been gearing up for that, kind of stressing myself out now because I'm getting a little closer to it, but um, been really busy getting ready for that on top of things here at work, so. Yeah, this Spartan race, we have a part of a blue vase hunters group and the leader of our group solicited all the, the blue vase hunters. Says, Come on out and do this race with us. Now you can understand this guy is Adonis. He's a former <laughs> Marine. He's wow. just chiseled out of stone, fabulous physical condition. Mm-hmm. And he's talking people into going out and doing this with him as uh, a it team. Sounds, sounds like you're describing me there for a minute. but I, I jumped on board and decided I was going to go do this. Everybody else here in the office was like, go have fun with that, yeah. right? Yeah, I don't have the knees for it. We'll watch. <laughs> so we're going to be cheering Lori on. And, and she was lamenting the fact that, you know what? I just noticed I'm the oldest person in the group. Yeah, And I'm the only female on the team, too. So I'm oh, like, wow, I really, uh, they may be carrying me part of it. <laughs> Wow. So so we're looking forward to that. So, uh, you know, next week we'll uh, give the listeners a report, make sure she's here. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I wish you the best, Lori. Now, Rob, what are we talking about today? Well, what we're going to talk about today, we're going to institute a brand new 
episode once a month we're going to talk about what's going on in the market we get a lot of questions about it so it's going to be a new monthly episode uh, we get a lot of you know what do you think about kind of questions on the stock market and the bond markets you know folks are always kind of kneeling for the next a great uh, stock tip you know what's hot in the market where should i invest where do you have your money invested well that sounds like a great topic now uh, let me grab something to write with because I don't want to miss this. I think it's awesome that you're going to talk to us about uh, maybe getting the next great stock to buy and, and what what you own so we can go out and buy exactly the same thing, right? Uh, slow down, Tony. Slow down. <laughs> T- taking notes is a good idea, but there are not going to be any hot stock tips today. So sorry to, to burst that particular bubble because what people should own in their own investment portfolios is very personal and should be based on their specific risk tolerance, their investment time horizon, their income needs and what their legacy desires really are. You know, knowing what I own may not really be useful to them. So at Outlook Financial Center, our view is much more long term and strategic. Now, Lori and I are both investment advisor representatives. What does that mean? We coordinate and integrate our work with our sister company, Wellness Investment Advisors, a sort of a registered investment advisory firm that acts in a fiduciary capacity, just like we do at Outlook Financial Center. So today we're launching the inaugural episode of Market Insights and Outlook. Wow, that sounds great. This is a great idea for our listeners. I mean, between the news media, internet information out there and social media, and all of the other sources we have, we're bombarded with uh, opinions daily. It's hard to know what's real and what's true. Uh, and I think uh, too much information can be overwhelming. So I think this is good to help make sure uh, all of the market news is understandable. Well, you know, Tony, part of our job satisfaction is seeing our clients actually get it. You know, get it when it comes down to understanding their investments and, and how today's news affects them. Our clients go through a lot of education before any strategies or recommendations are even offered to them. We truly take the time to get to know what they want and what they're comfortable with. So when a market bump occurs, and they will happen, they can reflect back and remember, oh yeah, we talked about that. Now, most of our prospects, when they first come to us, have little or no idea what they have in their investment portfolios or why they even have it. They just want to see their investments grow. People will nod in agreement when when we tell them that the markets go up, the markets go down, and that no one really knows at any given time which direction it's going to go. All of that's good until the market goes down. Then clients want to know why. They really don't care why the markets go up, but they're very interested in why it goes down. It's just human nature, and we work with it regularly. Well, and I know markets go up and down, but Lori, you're right about one thing. I definitely don't like it when my 401k or my IRA value drops. And realistically, to be honest, I don't have the time, tools, or expertise to know when to get in, when to get out, and then back in, and how do I get back in all at once or whatever. Uh, Can you do that for me and for our listeners? Well, Tony, the short answer is no. Now, let let me tell you why. You know who Warren Buffett is? Remember him? I've seen pictures. You've seen pictures? I enjoy, the I, I enjoy a good Warren Buffett. Oh, yeah. I mean buffet. Yeah, <laughs> little different. Okay. But, yeah, so he's, you know, widely acclaimed as, you know, one, yep. one of the, the best investors out there, most knowledgeable. 
he was asked at a conference, we've talked about this before, what will the market do in the next 10 days? His answer, I don't know, and I don't care. Now, if you, if the most, one of the most knowledgeable and successful investors on the planet, and many people listen to him and carefully uh, watch what he invests in, if he doesn't know and he doesn't care, that's really kind of an interesting message. So we agree with him. We don't know what the market does in the next 10 days either, but we definitely care. Right. And you can, you can help people at least uh, with some aspect of this and keep their emotions in check. And I know, Lori, you both, uh, Rob and Lori, care about your clients, but unfortunately, you can't control the behavior of the stock market. Nobody has a crystal ball. Uh, but making sure I'm going to make a good decision regarding my investments, uh, that's going to uh, go a long way, and it's going to significantly, it could affect my family and my retirement. But how do I know if I'm doing okay? Well, when discussing investments, a common and important question to ask is, how am I doing? When investors examine their returns, they're usually looking at a percentage return over a specified time frame. Understanding what that number means for them, however, can be challenging. Uh, to, to give context to their returns, investors may turn to benchmarks or indices like the S&P 500 to assess their performance relative to something else. And, and while this can be an understandable approach, it can be very misleading in some circumstances and potentially risky if it leads to bad decision making. The S&P 500 is comprised of 500 U.S. large companies. Most client portfolios are not invested that way. We look at how the portfolio is actually invested and compare it to the appropriate benchmarks so a true understanding of how you're doing can be made. Uh, we help our clients understand, um, one, how much risk they're actually taking, and two, you know, are they being rewarded for that risk that they're taking? You know, they need to know just how volatile and subject to market fluctuations their portfolio really is. Wow. Well, yeah, and that's what's key right there, uh, obviously. Uh, I know that uh, you guys work so hard for your clients and have helped so many people out there in our community with this. Uh, this is great information so far. Uh, I do have some more specific questions for you, but they'll have to wait until the next segment. Uh, we have to take a quick break here. Rob, is there anything you want to share with us before the break? Well, Tony, our, our ability just generally in the population to get market information 24-7, there's so much out there. Data overload can just be overwhelming, and it'll, it'll a lot of people just freeze up and they won't make any decisions because they just can't decide. So it's often difficult to discern what to do. So for our radio listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 to start the process to receive your complimentary portfolio analysis review, and it's going to be personalized to your specific situation. You can also go to our website, outlookfc.com, click on the investment management menu, and fill out the online appointment request. We encourage you also to explore all the other educational resources on our website and on our Facebook page at Outlook Financial Center. The team here at Outlook Financial Center is with you for the long haul. We want our clients to be aware and knowledgeable about how investment markets affect them personally. And as always, Tony, the goal we ultimately have for all of our clients remains exactly the same. Retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Yeah, and I think that's that's uh, words to live by right there. And I know you've helped so many people, Rob and Lori. But listeners, we have to take a quick break. Stay tuned. 
We're going to be right back with more of Financial Wellness Radio and Rob Burnett and Lori Gross right after this. Most people plan on taking their Social Security benefits at one of three ages, 62, 66, or 70. But did you know that there are over 20,000 calculations that could be run to determine the best time for you to file? Call Outlook Financial Center at 937-552-9990 or visit outlookfc.com to request your complimentary Social Security Maximization Report that will help you learn how you can get the most out of your benefit. Welcome back to Financial Wellness Radio with me, Lori Gross, from the Outlook Financial Center. Thanks again, everyone, for listening to us live today. And those of you that are following along on our podcast or streaming on Troy Community Radio, WTJN 107.1 FM. In the studio with me today is our CEO, Rob Burnett, and our co-host, Tony Shore. Hey, Tony, did you find all your documents? (laughs) You're still looking. (laughs) You remember from last show, I was trying to find my important documents and... uh, uh, you know what? I think there's one more paper grocery bag full of important papers <laughs> uh, stuck somewhere near uh, the file cabinet in the basement. Okay. Well, you know, it's on the top shelf. I'll probably. bring those in and just plop them <laughs> on your desk, Rob. You can sort through those. Uh, that's a, that's a thing for another day. Yeah. Anyway, this week we're talking about market outlook and insights, uh, our, our July 2018 edition. And in the first segment of the show, we began discussing how to deal with market unpredictability and how to determine if we're doing okay. Yeah, I want to make sure I'm doing okay. And I appreciate the recap, Lori. Now, Lori, one of the hot topics in the markets and, and economy today that we hear about is tariffs. What What is a tariff and how does that affect us? How does that affect me? Well, that's a good question there, Tony. Um, tariffs are used to restrict imports. By increasing the price of goods and services purchased from overseas and making them less attractive to consumers. Uh, a specific tariff is uh, levied as a fixed fee based on the sum of the item, for example, $1,000 on a car. An ad valerum tariff is levied based on the item's value, for example, 10% of your car's value. Governments may impose tariffs to raise revenue or to protect domestic industries from foreign competition uh, by making foreign uh, produced goods more expensive. Tariffs can make domestic produced ones more attractive. So by protecting these industries, governments can also protect jobs. Uh, Tariffs can also be used uh, as an extension of foreign policy. Uh, imposing tariffs on trading partners, uh, their main exports, is a way to exert economic leverage, if you will. Uh, tariffs can have unintended side effects, however. Um, they can they can make domestic industries less efficient by reducing competition. They can hurt domestic consumers since a lack of competition tends to push up prices. And they can generate tensions by favoring certain industries over others, as well as certain regions over others. Tariffs designed to benefit manufacturers in cities may hurt consumers in rural areas uh, who do not benefit from the policy and are likely to pay more for manufactured goods. And finally, an attempt to pressure a rival country using tariffs can uh, devolve into an unproductive cycle of retaliation known as a trade war. Mm, Yeah, I've heard some talk in the media, a lot of talk, actually. Uh, It seems to be ramping up about, quote unquote, trade wars. And one manufacturer in particular, I know Harley Davidson has said that the tariffs could cause them to move some of their operations out of the U.S. 
to avoid tariffs imposed by the European Union. And the same goes with uh, Polaris might have to do the same thing. Another manufacturer. Should we be worried? Well, Tony, let's step back and look at the big picture and see what's really happened so far. Uh, President Trump has officially imposed a 25% tariff on steel imports and 10% on aluminum from everywhere in the world. Now, there are still some exceptions pending based on negotiations and trade agreements with those specific countries. So the reasoning for these tariffs is the belief that the other country's current trade practices are a threat to national security as well to uh, save U.S. jobs. Several countries influenced by these tariffs have suggested they will impose tariffs of their own on the United States. Uh, So more recently even, let's look at another company that the president has targeted with a 25% tariff on Chinese technology-focused goods based on investigating and highlighting China's efforts to steal U.S. technologies and intellectual property. One of the things the Chinese were doing is if you want to do business there, you had to have a partner in China and you had to hand over all your intellectual property for them then to reverse engineer and then dump you. That's really what was going on and what the president was trying to avoid. China didn't like that. They liked the status quo, basically being able to raid our technology base. And so they've declared their own retaliatory tariffs of equal value, primarily on agricultural imports from the U.S. Hmm, that doesn't sound good, but it's, uh, it's getting a little confusing. I mean, what does that mean? Well, Tony, the import tariffs incentivize U.S. companies and consumers to buy products from U.S. producers. And that's where you hear the phrase protectionist strategy. That's what that's about. So, for example, imagine a consumer is interested in a pair of Chinese-made shoes that cost 100 bucks. Man, I want to see those shoes. 100 Mm -hmm. bucks for a pair of Chinese shoes? Wow. After a 25% tariff is imposed, the price to the consumer goes up to 125 bucks. This, in theory, could encourage the consumer to purchase less expensive U.S.-made shoes, thus boosting U.S. shoe manufacturing, creating more jobs, growing the U.S. economy. But there are three issues we need to look at with this seemingly very simple story. One, China's going to retaliate by imposing tariffs on us, hurting U.S. exporters, and you could get into this uh, back-and-forth trade war. Secondly, many U.S.-made products utilize components made in China. Anybody got an iPhone? thus increasing the input costs for these companies. And if a tariff is set only on China, other countries that have struggled to compete with China on their scale, their efficiency, and their pricing are now going to get their chance to be major exporters to the U.S. I'm not sure that solves the problem. No, it probably wouldn't. So, Lori, what do you think about all this? Uh, What are the possible impacts to the market and the economy from this? Well, for now, the largest impact may be from the steel and aluminum tariffs. Prices of the metals are likely to go up, uh, raising manufacturing input costs, and, and this is what Harley-Davidson's worried about. Uh, thus, prices of steel and aluminum, um, heavy products like cars and, and soda will likely go up as well. Uh, these price increases will partly be passed on to consumers who may then buy less of these expensive products. Uh, countries that send the most steel and aluminum to the U.S., and thus the most heavily affected, uh, include Canada, Brazil, South Korea, Mexico, Russia, and China. Uh, The expectation is that these countries will raise tariffs on products they import from the U.S. The top exports to these countries 
are agricultural products and airplanes potentially hurting those industries in the U.S. So a trade war, even a small one, let alone let alone one of a global scale, uh, could be a headwind for economic growth as consumers spend less and costs for manufacturers go up, uh, negating some of the benefits achieved from the recent tax reform. Likewise, jobs saved uh, in some industries may be offset by jobs lost in others. Wow. Yeah, it seems like it might be a mess. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot going on and a, and a lot of possible outcomes there. Uh, no pun intended. What's the outlook from Outlook Financial Center? Well, Tony, we don't see this as a risk of a global recession because currently the effective imports make up a very small portion of the global economy. And the global economy has actually been on an upward trajectory. Now, we may see some inflation because this is going to be uh, putting some pressure on prices. And ultimately, while we're doing all this, we're still going to have continued market volatility because one of the things the market hates is uncertainty. That's really what drives the, the volatility. And so our advice is always to, to avoid the knee-jerk emotional reactions to the news headlines, focus on staying globally diversified, balanced, invested, and just be rational in your, in your thought process. And like I said, the largest impact is probably going to be the steel and aluminum tariffs. Uh, the negotiations with the various companies isn't over yet. We'll just have to see how it plays out. Are there any bright spots in the investment markets to look <laughs> at uh, or opportunities on the horizon? Well, you know, while, while no one can predict the future, Tony, good research can substantially improve the odds for success through these bumpy markets. Um, we use a variety of databases, uh, information sources, and third-party money managers uh, for our investment and market research, and advanced analytical tools in-house to validate you know, that research that we're doing. A short list of some of the resources that we use are Gradient Investments, uh, CLS Investments, Morningstar, Goldman Sachs Asset Management, uh, State Street Global Advisors, J.P. Morgan Chase Investment Banking, and many others. And, and Tony, let's take a look at some specific areas of interest. Last year, international markets finally woke up after several years of underperforming their U.S. counterparts. In 2017, both the emerging markets and the international markets, they outperformed the S&P 500. And most stock market strategists and investors expected this outperformance to continue in 2018. Instead, international markets are down slightly and U.S. markets are up in low single digits. Wow. So what happened? Well, you know, several things have contributed to the pause in the performance this year. Uh, trade policy concerns as the U.S. and its trading partners propose new tariffs against each other. Uh, a strong U.S. dollar, which is a headwind for international stocks. Uh, European economic growth concerns, uh, if Italy leaves the Eurozone, and U.S. corporate profits have received a, a one-time boost due to tax reform, while European profit growth has underwhelmed right now. Um, the question, question is, are these temporary issues for, for international markets, or will they be more long-lasting? Well, that sounds like a great question. Uh, what do you think, Rob? Well, Tony, in our opinion, the challenges are, are more short-term in nature, and we see opportunity going forward long-term in international markets. Why do we think that? We believe the international stock markets are at an earlier stage in a rising corporate earnings cycle, and their overall valuations are really pretty good. They're cheaper than U.S. stocks right now. In fact, current analysis and research says international stocks are currently 15 to 20% cheaper than U.S. stocks when you look at a stock valuation analysis. With that said, 
the most interesting and attractive area is emerging markets. Yeah, I've heard that term, emerging markets, but I'm not clear on what it means. What are emerging markets and why do we need to pay attention to them? Well, Tony, an emerging market economy is a nation's economy that is progressing towards becoming advanced, uh, as shown by some liquidity in local debt and equity markets and the existence of some form of market exchange and regulatory body. Uh, Emerging markets are not as advanced as developed countries, uh, but maintain uh, economies and infrastructures that are more advanced uh, than frontier market countries. Emerging markets generally do not have the level of market efficiency and strict standards in accounting and securities regulation uh, to be on par with the advanced economies, such as the United States, Europe, and Japan. But emerging markets do typically have a a physical financial infrastructure, including banks, uh, a stock exchange, and a unified currency. And Tony, what the investors are really looking for in seeking out emerging markets is they feel like they're going to be able to get higher returns there because they often experience faster economic growth as measured by their gross domestic product. So investing in emerging markets can come with much greater risk due to political instability, domestic infrastructure problems, currency volatility, and limited equity opportunities because once again, these are smaller markets. And as many companies or large companies in some of these places, they are quote unquote state run. So you don't know if you're getting a really a market response or you're getting a government response. And also local stock exchanges may not be as liquid as for outside investors as you might like them to be. So really the whole thing is you're taking some additional risk to go into the emerging markets, but historically when the emerging markets kick into high gear, they do really, really well. In fact, you go back a year ago, the emerging markets were over 30% in return. Wow. Well, you know, great show today. Unfortunately, we're out of time. Is there anything else you want to add before we have to go? Tony, we hope our first episode of Market Outlook and Insights was educational and provided some answers to questions our listeners were wondering about. Uh, This data overload can be overwhelming. We love to be the people sit down and work with you to help you explain it so you understand it and know how it applies to you. So for our listeners today, give us a call at 937-552-9990 and start that process to receive your complimentary portfolio analysis review personalized for your situation. As part of that, ask for your complimentary one-hour, no-cost, no-obligation consultation. We'll go over your review, answer your questions, because what we want to do is we want to encourage you to go look at not only those things, but all the other educational resources we have. We found that if we have a a client who's really understanding the financial markets and how it impacts them, they're a better client, they sleep better at night, and it gives them a peace of mind. Because after all, Tony, remember our goal, retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. All right, and that concludes our time for today's episode of Financial Wellness Radio with Rob Burnett and Lori Gross. Thank you for listening to Financial Wellness Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Rob Burnett or Lori Gross at Outlook Financial Center. Call 937-552-9990 or visit their website at outlookfc.com. 
Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of Ohio. Insurance products and services are offered through Outlook Financial Center, LLC. Wellness Investment Advisors, LLC and Outlook Financial Center, LLC are affiliated companies. Rob Burnett and Outlook Financial Center are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.